greet the saints in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It's a great privilege this morning to be gathered here. And we say like David, uh, when he said, I was happy when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And Brother Graham says, David was in the spirit when he says those words. Amen. 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 Um, we appreciate each and every individual. Amen. And then uh, we, we thank those who accompanied us to, to, to the wedding yesterday. We really had an awesome time. And we thank you for your prayers, your, your presence, and everything that you have done. And the pastor, on behalf of the family, I think you will come and say officially thank you. And then we really appreciate that. And we say God may God richly bless you. And then I think uh, uh, the pastor was looking awesome also yesterday. Hallelujah. And then um, I thought he will be here this morning that we can Maybe he must show you the photos. You will see him. Um, he was in style. <laughs> well, bless you. And then, um, <clears throat> and then um, I think we have tried hard. And then he said, no, I must come and, and preach this morning. And then I agreed, and then I went, I spoke to Brother Mushabi in the corner. I said, no, Brother Mushabi, you must go and preach on Sunday. And then Brother Mushabi agreed later. He said, no, I'm not going to preach, bro. And um, I was compelled yesterday to come and stand here, but I appreciate it. And then I asked for prayers, and I said, and this morning I felt in my heart that I want to come and speak on this particular subject. And then without waste of time, let's turn to our Bible Luke chapter 2. Amen. Thank you, everybody. <clears throat> Just for a text and a subject here. Uh, no, I'm fine. <clears throat> uh, Luke chapter 2. I'm not going to waste much of our time. And just a, or a, that's a little paper here of um, Brother Ephraim. Uh, he wants to be baptized this morning. Where is Brother Ephraim? He's a gallant soldier. God bless you, my brother. Um, we, we appreciate it. God bless you. If there is anyone that wants to join Brother uh, Ephraim and to be baptized in the right baptism in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, you are invited after the service. See the elders here, and we will definitely baptize you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Chapter 2 of St. Luke, and from verse 25, it reads as thus, if you've got it. And behold, the Bible says in verse 25, and behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout and waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. Verse 26, the Bible says, And it was revealed unto this man called uh, Simeon, and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord Christ. Verse 27, and he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, verse 28, he says, he took him, 
then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, 29, Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. In verse 30, the Bible says, For my eyes have seen thy salvation. In verse 31, which thou hast prepared before the face of all the people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of the of thy people Israel. Let us bow our heads. Our dear, gracious Heavenly Father, Almighty God, we came here under the expectation, Heavenly Father, that to come and hear from thee, Almighty God. We know we came here, Heavenly Father, with different expectations. Almighty God, we say, Heavenly Father, grant them accordingly, Almighty God. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you bless thy way, the rhythm of thy way, Heavenly Father, you circumcise my mouth and the ears that will hear, Almighty God. We pray, we commit this service in the capable, in thy capable hand, Heavenly Father. We say, Heavenly Father, come and be with us and bless our Almighty God. We pray, we commit everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and all the church shall say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you, Brother Ephraim. So, um, so for this morning, I'm not going to be long here. And just let's turn again into the book of um, Proverbs, just for a text here. Proverbs chapter 19. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, just for a text here. Verse 21, the Bible says, There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. So in another version it says, Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. With those words, I want to call my subject this morning a purpose-driven life. And for a text, I want to call it expectations. So our subject, a purpose-driven life and for a little text, expectations. <clears throat> now, the purpose of your life, or of my life, or of our lives, is far greater than our own personal fulfillment. It's far greater than a peace of mind. The purpose of your life is far greater than just your happiness. It is far greater than just having a family, just having a job or a career. It is far greater than whatever ambition or goals that you are having. The purpose of God in your life. If you want to know why you were placed on this planet, you must begin with God. You were born by his purpose and for his purpose. You were born by his purpose and for his purpose. So unless we understand why, we'll not even understand 
What must we expect from God? What will be our expectations from him? So we first have to understand why and what is our purpose as individuals. So you must begin with God as your creator. Why are you existing? Why God wanted you to exist? Amen. Amen. So there should be a purpose why you are existing. Why God has created you. Why have you been created? Brother Brenham in the message in, in, in the message um, let me just get this uh, I know my Redeemer liveth he says in paragraph 21 he says this church was built here for a purpose this foundation was not dark or the cornerstone laid and the blocks laid into the building and the roof and the interior was not put here just to see if it could be done, but it was put here for a purpose. So we need to understand why we are existing. We need to understand why this pupil was made. It was made for a purpose. We need to understand each and everything that if you see a bridge or a road when you drive or you walk along the road and then you see that there should be a purpose, why do we have a bridge? And if you don't understand the purpose, you must go back to the designer and ask the designer, why did you put a bridge here? It was not just for a, for, for just for a decoration for any other thing, but it was meant for a particular purpose. And then we need to go back and understand why. There was a book that I like to read, and it says it starts with why. So you must understand why a particular thing is done. It is done for a particular purpose. Unless if you understand why you have been created, why a particular thing has been made, then you are going to misuse the purpose of the Almighty God. So we need to understand why are we existing why have we been created? Then we'll understand our expectations as human beings. He says, this church was built for a purpose. Your home that you live in was not just accidentally put there or something just wasting some time. Your home was made for a purpose and to serve a particular purpose. So if a home was built for a particular purpose, and as a human being you have been created for a particular purpose, you have children for a particular purpose, you've got parents for a particular purpose, you've got a church for a particular purpose, you've got your own Bible for a particular purpose, and God called you for a particular purpose. You need to understand why. What is my purpose? Amen. So it was there for a particular purpose. You've got a hand for a particular purpose. You've got eyes because there is a purpose why you've got eyes. God doesn't just create a person, just doesn't do certain things, but he does things for a particular purpose. Have you ever seen a person that will be walking around, going up and down without a purpose? Have you ever seen a person that will live without a purpose? Amen. As a child, you want your children to go to school for a particular purpose. 
You want them to come to church for a particular purpose. You dress them in a particular way for a particular purpose. Any other thing is done for a particular purpose. And we need to go back and understand why. And if you did drive this morning here in your automobile, that automobile was not just was not made just to see if it could be made. The material was not wasted by man. It was put here for a purpose and to serve a purpose. So the reason you are here is for a particular purpose. The car that God gave you is for a particular purpose. So we need to understand why. The gift that God gave you is for a particular purpose. The job that God gave you is for a particular purpose. I mean, we need, we need to understand why. God just can't, he cannot just give you a job. He cannot just give you children. He cannot, he will hold you accountable for that. And then you need to be responsible for that particular thing. He gives you that for a particular purpose. Amen. He says, the clothing that you wear was not just to see if somebody could fashion something. It was for a purpose. The food that you eat was not grown on the earth just to see it grows. It was, to make to, it was made to serve a purpose. And God did not just have to make a tree just to be a tree. He made a tree for a particular purpose. In actual fact, if you appreciate life, if you understand the purpose of your existence... And then next, you'll understand the purpose of the person sitting next to you. Why is he created and what is, what is his purpose? Then we'll appreciate life in general. Amen? Amen. Because now you'll understand why I was created for a particular purpose. The tree in my yard was there for a particular purpose. The car that God gave me was for a particular purpose. The children that God gave me was for a particular purpose. Amen? Amen. The church that God gave me, the pastor that God gave me, is for a particular purpose. Amen. So we need to go back and understand why. Amen? Amen. And the messenger of the hour continues and says here, And God did not make you and I just to see if you could do it. You know, the Bible says, whatever that is written in the Bible is for a particular purpose. Brother Brenham says, every verse is for a particular purpose. And every story that Brother Brenham tells in his messages is for a particular purpose. And God sent Christ for a particular purpose. And God sent the messenger of the hour in our age for a particular purpose. Everything is for a particular purpose. And if you don't understand the purpose, go back to the original creator and ask the creator why. Amen. Amen. You might, you see, you might have something that you can use for your, for your own benefit, but if you don't understand the purpose, it's useless. Now go back to the manufacturer and ask him why. Hallelujah. Now, if you don't understand why you are existing, go back to the creator and say, why am I created? Why God protects you from every sickness, every death, and every accident that is out there, but God protected you for a particular purpose. He made us 
for a purpose. Therefore, there is a purpose of us all being here. There is no one single individual that is, has been created for just being created. You are here for a particular purpose. And you came to this church whether you believe or not, but for a particular purpose. You are not here just to be another human being. You are here because that God made you for some purpose. Amen. Amen. And you need to serve that particular purpose. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible speaks about a man called Joseph. He understood why he was existing, why he was born in a particular family, and everything that happened between him and his destination, he understood very well first before he can have expectations. He was born for a particular purpose. It was to save a nation. It was his purpose. And he understood it very well. Though, he, though his brethren and others, his parents and everybody around him, he couldn't understand them. But the Bible says, and the passage of the hour says, wherever he went, God protected him and he made sure that he prospered. He was sold, and when he went there into, into a particular, in a foreign land, he was there, and God protected him. And from there, he was jailed, and while he was in jail, and the Lord made sure that he was prospering right in jail. Because he was born for a particular purpose. God will make sure that wherever you are, you are blessed. Because you know very well, I'm here for a particular purpose. God brought you in with pen for a particular If you don't know, you must go back and understand, ask God, why am I here? Hallelujah. We are here for a particular purpose. Now, Joseph understood very well his own life and he understands his own purpose. Amen. Now, you might have ambitions and goals and everything, but you must have a purpose-driven life. Amen. Now, he says here, you are not here just to be another human being. You are here because that God made you for some purpose to you are not here just to eat the food that grows. You are not here just to live in the house that man made or to wear clothing that someone fashioned. You are here for a, spe- a specific purpose. No matter how little you are, how big you are, how important you are, how unimportant you are, you are here to serve a purpose. And Brother Bram says, you remember when Samson was born, he was born for a particular purpose. He was, I mean, biblically, you come from the book of Genesis, each and every individual that was born in the Bible, the character, he was born for a particular purpose. And he had, he came and he served his own purpose. He says, Samson was born to come and destroy the Philistines. That was the purpose that he was born in that particular family. And Moses was born for a particular purpose. He was born to come and, 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 and deliver the, the, the children of Israel from Egypt. He was born for a particular purpose. Amen. And he made sure that he served that particular purpose. Amen. You know, the Bible says in Acts chapter 13, if I'm not mistaken, the Bible says there, David, after saving his purpose, and the Bible says he fell and he slept. He didn't die. But after saving his own generation, the purpose of his own generation, 
That's what David was. He was, he was born and he was called for a particular purpose. And after his service was done, and God took him away. So as long as your purpose is not done on this earth, and then you'll be there whether the devil wants it or not. So you are born to be a son and a daughter of the almighty God and you need to serve that one with a... Walk there with proud. I'm the son of God. Amen? And I always tell this story that Brother Abraham speaks about. He says, there was this young man that was in bondage in Europe and he says, but because down at home he knew that he belonged to a particular tribe, that his father was a chief and he was supposed to be a chief of that little tribe. Amen? And Brother Abraham says, all the time while he was there in bondage, he never he never behaved like a slave. He was always happy smiling always when they give him a job and then he knew that I'm a blessing here. Yeah. And he prospered. They say he, he, he didn't have a scar at his backside. He didn't have anything. You don't have to whip him. You don't have to force him to do anything. He understood his purpose of existing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let us not be conditional. Let us, let us always be happy here. Yeah. Amen. We know that we are here, we are sons and daughters of God. And that is why I say Joseph, while he was there in bondage, he was also a happy man. Because he understood. But Brother Brenham says now, the problem is that between now and your final destination will not tell you the temptations that you will face. Hallelujah. But the only thing that you know that I, I don't worry about tomorrow if I've got Christ, that he knows my tomorrow. Amen? Amen. And Brother Brenham says, now, this my young man, you don't have to whip him. He says, that is why even one of the people that was coming to buy the slaves, he was surprised and he asked the owner, he says, why is this guy, he's, he, he, he seems to be strong, he seems to be eating different food, he seems to be treated differently, and the owner said, no, he's not like that. He eats with the rest of them. He lives, he sleeps with the rest of them. But the only thing is that, he says, I was also wondering until I found out this man, he's somewhere where he comes from in Africa, he's a son of a king in a little tribe. Amen? Amen. And Brother Bram says, that is why the man behaved that I'm a king wherever I am. And he knew very well that I will never go back to Africa, but he behaved himself as a king wherever he was. Amen. So I say, Brother Bram says, how much more? As you know that you are a son and a daughter of the king. Amen. Amen. Not just an earthly king, you are a son and a daughter of the king. The creator of heaven and earth. The owner of the whole universe. And Brother Abraham says there is nothing that God, that the devil will do if God didn't allow it. And if God allows it, it's for a particular purpose. If you understand this thing, that everything that in your life is done for a particular purpose, you will never worry yourself. Hallelujah. You are here for a specific purpose. No matter how little you are, how insignificant you might think you are, you are here to serve a purpose. 
Just as my finger is here for a purpose, my nail on my finger is for a purpose. My eye, every part of our bodies to serve a purpose. And it was not put here just to see what it would look like when it was here, but it was put here to serve its purpose. It was God's divine plan to do so. It was not just a man's plan, but it was God's divine plan. And if you are put here for a purpose, then there is nothing can destroy us until God's purpose is fulfilled. Nothing can harm us until that purpose that God has put us here has been made manifest no matter how much trouble we have, how much heartaches, how much sorrows that we go through. All of these are reasons and there is a reason for it. Amen. Amen. So there is a reason why something happens to you. You must begin with God, your creator. You exist only because God wills that you exist. You were made by God and for God until you understand that life will never make sense. It is only in God that we discover our origin. It is only in God that we discover our identity. It is only in God that we discover our meaning. It is only in God that we discover our purpose. It is only in God that we discover our significance. And it is only in God that we will discover our destination. Every other part leads to what we call a dead end. It's a cul-de-sac. Amen? So it is only in God that we will be able to discover our purpose of life. Amen? Amen? So that is why we say now where we have read about this man called Simeon. So he was there in the temple for a particular purpose. He was saving God for a particular purpose. And Brother Brenham says he went into the temple on a daily basis. But this man, I want you to understand here, the Bible says this man he was, the, the Holy Ghost revealed to him that he will never see death. So Simeon never expected that he will die. Whether people got accident, there is a disease that is a broke out of any disease, he knew that I'm not going to die because there is an expectation in me. I have to see the salvation of the Lord before. And Brother Bram in the message leading of the Spirit, he says, if you are expecting it, you will receive it. You usually get what you expect to get. You come to the meeting this morning expecting to find something to to criticize the meeting. The devil will show you that. So in actual fact, you don't get something that you don't expect. Whatever that you see, whatever that you expect, you get. If you go home and then you are not, you have not been blessed, that was your expectation. And if you go home and or you see your brother or whosoever that you see a person not as a good person, and the brother brother says, that's, that's your expectation in actual fact. And you can't expect something that is not in you. If you expect a blessing, you have to be a blessing. 
Brother Abraham takes it further. He says, if you expect to be loved, you need to create, you have to love other people. You need to create an atmosphere in you that will make people to be attracted towards you. Hey, have you read the message called Deep Collect to the Deep? Brother Abraham in actual fact says, now you attract your own kind. And that is why Brother Abraham says, birds of the same flock together. If you want, he says, he takes it very safe. If you want to know a person, definitely, you need to look at his or her friends. Amen. It will tell you exactly what kind of a person is he. Because you attract your own kind around yourself. Amen. Amen. And a brother was telling me, he says, in actual fact, when you want to marry, the right person, you must start first being right. Hello? If you are not right, you're not going to get a good wife. And you're not going to blame the church. You're not going to blame any other person. We're going to take the blame back to yourself. You blame yourself because you are not right in the first place. You usually get what you expect. He says now, the devil will show you something to criticize. He will see that you get satisfied. You will get what you expect. You know, people that like to complain. I always say, people that like to complain, they attract other complainers. They attract their other fellows. They will complain about South Africa. They will complain about their work, how horrible it is. Complain about their own children. Complain about their wives or their husbands. And they become a group of complainers. They console each other. They even read newspapers. The, The newspaper, it will only where it speaks about bad things, they will just pick up that one and say, did you see that one? And then all of a sudden, the same complaint, they read the same newspaper and they read only those articles. They couldn't even see the good things in the article, in the newspaper. They will only pick up the evil ones. And when they gather on Monday, they talk about them. Have you seen that? I knew that we are going nowhere here. That's what they expect. If you come to get a blessing, God will see that you get it. Not the church, not the pastor, not the teachers, not your wife or not your children or your parents, but God will see that he will fulfill your expectations. If you want to be blessed, God will see to it that he will bless you. If you come to get saved, God will see you get it. If you come to get healed, be expecting to get healed, God will see that you do it. It is what what you ever you expect of him. Whatever that you expect this morning, healing, salvation, any other thing that you expect. In actual fact, I was reading about... um, what is psychologist? They say if you 
you get people that they go to a particular interview, in actual fact, they get what they expected those people. They say people, uh, they, 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 they prepare themselves, they go for an interview, and in actual fact, knowing very deep down in their hearts that they're not going to get that particular job. Even on their application, they know very well that, no, I'm taking a chance. You know, I'm just taking a chance. So, but you see, you need to have an expectation. If you've got an expectation, you work on your expectation, and God will make sure, not you, not any other person, God will make sure that you get it. He says, now notice here, in the message expectation, when you are expecting something, Simeon was expecting Jesus to come while he was alive. He was, he didn't expect, he was expecting him. And he made sure that I expect him to see him while I'm still alive. He was expecting it. And God rewarded him for his own faith. Amen. Amen. And he says, I can imagine. Seeing this sage as he was out, our character this afternoon, Simeon. Simeon in prayer. And the Bible said it was revealed to him by the Holy Ghost that he wasn't going to see death until he seen the Lord's Christ. And he believed it. It was revealed unto him, but until he believed it. That is the beauty part. He believed it. And he wasn't ashamed or neither did he regard his prestige as a teacher. He believed it and he confessed it. No doubt but the old man then probably he will say today with one foot in the grave, 80 something years old, he will go one and say, brethren, you know the Holy Ghost told me that I wasn't going to die until I seen the Lord's Christ. It is at hand. At the age of 80 something, and he was telling even the young men, he was telling the men and telling them that God revealed unto me that I will never see death. Amen? Amen. And Brother Brenham dramatized it here. He says, you can imagine the other fellows. Say, no, the old man is out of his mind. Because we had great men like Abraham and David and all those men, they were expecting to see Christ and all they are in the grave. But here come a man every day in the temple and says, brethren, you must know that I will never die until I see the Lord Christ. Amen? Amen. And Brother Abraham says now he was past age 80. And he believed that. You can't confess something that you don't believe. Amen. You are telling people. And Brother Abraham says that's exactly what you need to do. And you know, Brother Brenham says he speaks about a man that we know that he was a blind man. He says, Brother Brenham, he knew that this man was a Catholic. He says, I gave him something tangible. He says, I told him, I say, Brother Ryan, tell the people that you can see. And Brother Brenham says, the man went from street to street and telling people day after day and telling people that, brothers, I can see. He was an oddball, this man, telling people that he can see and uh, reasonable thinking person you can see, brother, but you can't see. My God. 
So Brother says you need to be an oddball if you want to be a Christian because you do things that they go beyond the imagination of a man, of people. The so-called reasonable people, they will think you are out of your mind. And that is why the Bible says now, we need to get the mind of Christ, not our own mind. Amen? And this man called Ryan was telling people, Ryan was saying, no, I can see now. I just wonder sometimes if you was your uncle or your cousin and he's telling people that I can see. Now, I'm not even talking about unbelievers. I'm telling you about the believers. He comes to church and he testifies here and says, I can see. Only to the believers, not the unbelievers. He tells the believers only that I can see and he's your cousin or maybe he's a family of yours. I think after the service you'll be out there and say, bro, but just stop embarrassing us. <laughs> But this man was telling unbelievers, where's part of it? And that's what God wants us to do. We need to confess something, amen? amen. So it was, and it becomes an expectation to this man. And Brother Benham knew very well that when he, he, he confessed this thing, it would be until it becomes an expectation. He was saying it out of carnal. He was saying it just physically saying, I can see, I can see. Brother Benham says he confessed it until it went deep down into his heart. It went deeper into his soul until he, it was an expectation now. Amen. 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 It cannot be. Brother Bram says this expectation, it becomes a process. When you read about the man called um, Enoch, Brother Bram says it was a process for him to be raptured and he was expecting it. It wasn't something that it came and then it surprised him. It was an expectation for him that if I walked straight with God, one day I'll be no more. So any other thing, it won't be a surprise to you. It's something that you expect deep down in you. There is something that we talk about, there are certain things that we do. But there are certain things that we know ourselves deep down, whether we believe them or not. That's right. Brother Brennan says, if you really believe, you can speak to this mountain. When Jesus said, you can speak to this mountain and say, move. You know the reason why we can't move mountains? We know all of us. We know why. We read about it, but we really don't believe it. So when I talk about this expectation is that you really know that I, my expectation is that I can, if I can speak to this mountain, it's not going to definitely listen to you. And it's your expectation. That's the results that you're going to get. Amen. Even if you can just say, you speak to this mountain, knowing very well, it's not going to move. So you need to confess something until you believe it in your heart of heart, right in your soul. Hallelujah. And Brother Brenham says here, he expected that and he believed it. And Brother Brenham says he was a prestige as a teacher, this man. But he believed God and he was not ashamed to testify. In other words, he was not ashamed to speak, to confess that God is able. 
going in, in Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible says, now by faith, Moses and what, and the Bible says when it continues that, it says it is impossible to please God without faith. Amen. For whosoever that cometh to God must believe that he is, is the present tense, the Bible says, he must believe that he is a rewarder Amen. of those who seek him diligently. But understand that he's a, he is he's a present tense even today. Amen. He's a reward of those who seek him diligently. Amen. Just to add there, Brother Brenham says, you see, what is the big problem of a human being is that we always praise God for something that he has done. Amen. Amen. Right. The message lift him, lift him out of history. Brother says it's, it's always the case. A human being will read about, will read the message, will read the Bible and say, hey, "Oh God, it's a, it's, it's a great God. He has done that and that." And the brother Bram says we also look into the future and see what God is still going to do and praise God for what He's going to do. He says, but it's always a problem that a man ignores what God is doing at the present moment. You know why? Because God is in simplicity. God is in a simple... The way people expect him, he doesn't appear the way we expect him. He's got his own perspective. We've got our own perspective. We see God in a different way. We imagine him in a different way. And God is just in a simplicity. Amen. God is in simplicity here. Now he says this man was like an oddball. How many have read the sixth seal? If you have read the sixth seal, you know, there is a story that Brother William says, you see, I'm trying to ignore this story, he says, but um, the Holy Spirit keeps on telling me that I must, I must speak about this story. Amen? Amen. And Brother William speaks about a young girl, and he says she was an orphan. And Brother Brenham says, there was a great man, and that man, he owned something, a big company in Chicago. It was called Ama Company. And Brother Brenham says, now in Chicago, while they were there, this man had a son, a son, and he wanted to marry this man. And Brother Brenham says, now this man took his son into a particular village somewhere, and they went there looking for a, for a, for a, for a wife for this man, for this young man. And he says, now, while they were there, all the people in that small village, they knew very well why this man was here. And they made sure that their children, they were dressed in the right way. Amen? Amen. They were there, they were dressed in the, in the right way, they were there doing everything, they were dancing and everything. He says, the day one passed, and the second day passed, and the third day passed. And Brubrenum says now, then it happened that this man said, I've been here, and I've been looking at these people. They are modernized, they know everything, they are doing everything right, but something in my heart, it doesn't click, amen? amen. And Brubrenum says, this man, one night he went out. He just said, let me just go out and see. Just went out to try and see. And Brubrenum says, while he was looking, there was a young girl that went to pour um, um, water out. And Brother William says, now this man, 
he 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 got he he was he he looked at that this young girl and he says no there was something special about this one and he went to see her and he greeted her and he asked her why he's not part of the other people and they said the young girl didn't have shoes she she was she was so embarrassed she just looked down because she knew this man. And she just looked down, and then he didn't even look at him, and then he was asking, why are you not part of the other people? And she made them excuses and says, and then she went away, and the man went and said, but this is something different about this girl. She didn't have nice clothes. She didn't even have uh, shoes to wear, but there was something about her. Mm-hmm. But her character was different. He says, this young man, now, the next evening, he wanted to go and see this girl again. Then he went out, and he says, I'm going to look for that young girl again. Then he went there, and then he saw the young girl, and he gave, he gave her a promise. He said, no, you know the reason why am I here. You know the purpose of me being here? He says, yes, I've heard. Yes, I'm looking for a wife. And I've seen something special in you, and I want you to be my wife. And she was an orphan. She, she didn't have anything. There were people that expected the way we see things. Amen? Amen. And Brother Bram says now, and then she made a prom- he made a promise to her. And he didn't tell any other person he made a promise. And then the days passed and <coughs> he went away. Imagine now, this young girl, he didn't have parents, he was staying with her cousins, they were mistreating her, she didn't have food, she didn't have clothes, she didn't have anything, she didn't have money, and then she had the promise alone. Amen? Amen. Now he, he told her that, no, after a year, I will come. I will take you, and I will build you a greatest house, and then you will go and stay with me here, you will never be mistreated again, and then you will become my wife. Amen? And Brother Benham says, now to cut the story short, he says, and it happens that the days were coming, and coming, and coming closer. And as it happens, Brother Benham says, now, and the people, and she made a dress. It wasn't even a nice dress, and then she made a dress, and then she put that dress on. She says, that man is coming to take me. He says, my brother, you could imagine those cousins, what they were saying to her. Now, because the whole year, it was in her heart. Now there came a time that she must put the dress now, and then people must see her with that dress. And these other people, they don't know about the promise. She was the only one that knew the promise. Amen. And Brother Brim says, now he thinks of the church. Now the little church is the one that has got the promise, and all these great churches, the denominations that are there, and there is only one little church that has got the promise of the husband that will come and take you. Amen? And then they were there, the little denominational cousins, and telling her that you think you are much more better. Amen? And they were laughing at her. And Brother Bram says, imagine at that particular time, they were, she didn't have anything to prove to them that really it was only their words against her words. He told me, just the same as you say, that's what God says in his, in his own way. He told me that he will come. After a year, he didn't phone. No phone, but he said, I'm coming. And then this girl now hold on this man's way that he will come on that date. Now, while he was dressing the dress, now he was walking there and they were laughing at him. And that's what the prophet says. He says, Now, this gospel, you have to be an oddball. 
It cannot happen. You have to be an If you expect to go to heaven, you can't just go to heaven without any other ridiculement. People will come and say, ah, you think you are the only one. Amen. Now they were coming there, the cousins, and say, out of all the girls, you think you, you, out of all these people, you, you think who I am? And Brother says, now she held on and she had a, a flower in her hand. And they were laughing. As much as they were laughing, Brother John Ryan, and they were laughing at this little girl. And while they were still laughing, let them continue laughing and say whatever they are saying. But we know that we've got a promise that one day our husband will come and take us. Amen. Amen. He says now, and as they were keep on laughing and saying whatever that they were saying, and then they heard a siren, and then the man was coming. Amen. No, people sometimes they don't believe so easily. Things happen there after they say truly this was. You know the Bible says in Matthew chapter twenty-seven. It says, says, when he dramatizes, he says, now people really they don't believe what the Bible says. He says, now, even in the Bible, the people were saying about Christ, whatever that they were saying. He says, but after his death, and they saw the earth shook, and he says, now the graves were open, and the people themselves, the same people that crucified him, the people that called him uh, Bullsabab, they said, truly, he was the son of God. But there was after. Amen. The same people that they were calling him names after they crucified him and they said with their own words, they said, truly, he was the son of God. But thereafter. Amen. Yes, now we need to have an expectation here. Now, Simeon was expecting, expecting the Lord Jesus Christ. He expected him. And that's what he got. He says, I'm expecting God to heal at least people here in this church this morning perfectly well after this service is over. He says, I believe it with all my soul. He says, notice here, blind Bartimaeus, he was expecting. If he could get to Jesus, he will attract his attention that he will be healed. So they tried to get him to sit down but he cried out more, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. For he knew if he could ever bring the attention of Jesus unto him, that he expected Jesus would heal him. So it was his expectation. He expected that Jesus will heal him. So that is why he got what he expected. You can't get something different. The Bible says there was this Martha and Mary, they were the sisters of Lazarus. You know, he says the Lazarus of Bethany, after he was dead, we know the story that, and then they waited for him for some days, he didn't come. And the Bible says, when he came, he spoke to Martha, and he says that you believe that I'm the resurrect, that Lazarus will resurrect. And he says, yes, I know. You know, these people, they, they had an expectation it was not something that they didn't expect. They said they had expectation that he will resurrect. We know. But at the day of resurrection. But what I want you to notice is that Martha had an expectation that there will be a resurrection. Amen. So Lazarus didn't just resurrect. It's just because there was an expectation that one day he will resurrect. 
So he said, we know, Lord, that he will resurrect, but at the, at, at the day of resurrection. Yeah. So there was an expectation, and that expectation made the Lord Jesus Christ to go and resurrect Lazarus. Amen? So there was an expectation to this man. As he was blind, he expected Christ. He says he was making noise. That is why when they tried to tell him to shut up, and he cried out more, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. He was expecting something to happen to him. It was his own expectation, not somebody else. If you are expecting to be healed this morning, you will be healed. Whatever your expectations are. I've asked, he says, but if you, are, you come expecting to be blessed, God will see to it. You will get what you expect. If you are expecting to be healed this morning, you will go home well. That's just right if you are expecting it. But first you've got to be under expectations. You've got to believe. That is the reason no one see that is the reason no one seen the star in the days that it led this wise man but the wise men. You know why? Because they was expecting to see it. They studied the star, they knew that the Lord is coming. They was watching for that star to rise, and the prophet said that. Amen? Amen. So it didn't just happen to them that they saw a star. They couldn't even understand it if they didn't expect it. Because if you see something that you don't expect, you won't understand it. It's just going to pass. You can't see what was there. But if you expect it, you'll be able to recognize it. So they were there, Brother Brennan says, they were studying the stars because they had an expectation that there will be a particular star that will show them that the Messiah is born. While they were expecting that it happened to them. And Brother Brenham says, you know that uh, Jacobeth and, 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 and Amram, the parents of Moses, they were expecting to have a son that will deliver the children of Israel. It was an expectation because they were praying. They went and prayed, they prayed, they prayed. And after that, they had an expectation according to the promise. God had to deliver us here. And they had an expectation. Moses couldn't have been born in any other family that they didn't expect Moses. It cannot happen. How are they going to raise him? How are they going to teach him and tell him that we are in bondage and we are supposed to have a deliverer? So they expected to have a child. Amen? They, they prayed for the child. Amen? Now he says now, we find out that that child never arrived. He was talking about Abraham here until 25 years later. Not that Abraham got a promise, but instead of growing weak because it never happened, the next first month he grew stronger all the time because his expectations was greater. That's what Abraham, that's what happened to Abraham. It happened to each and every prophet. They had expectations. Amen? He says for 25 years, with that expectation great, getting greater and greater, they finally had a baby was born because he was expecting it. So what I want you to understand that Abraham didn't just have a child. Just because he was expecting the child, he had that particular child. Because he had a promise and he expected the child to be born. 
Amen. So you can't have something that you don't expect. We always get what we expect. When people expect anything, when, they, when then they usually get what you look for, it is the mental attitude that you have. You will get what you expect. Whether it's right or wrong, but that's what you expected. Amen. Amen. Brother Brennan says, you know that what happened to Job is what is is what he was afraid of. It's something that he kept on thinking about it. It's not something just happened to Job. It's something that Job feared. And the Bible says now, because he was fearing that thing, he was expecting these things to happen upon him, and they happened. Amen? Amen. So it is the mental attitude that you have. Remember this in closing. Remember this and never forget it. The right mental attitude towards any promise of God will bring it to pass. The right mental attitude towards any promise of God. If it doesn't take gifts of healing to heal the people, it doesn't take gifts of healing to heal the sick people. Any person in here has a right to meet Satan anywhere if you are a Christian and defeat him on any grounds that he could stand on. So he doesn't take the pastor, he doesn't take the elders, he doesn't take the prophet, he takes your faith. He says, never forget it. The right mental attitude towards any promise. Let us stand on our feet. Amen. God will make sure that he may he bring it to pass. Amen. Let us just sing a song, brother. me. Let's just worship God. As a
the Lord while we invite uh, Brother Chetty just to say a word of prayer, close the service of God with prayer. Let's just sing another song. Father, through the Lord, the world system, Lord, just trying to cramp down, Lord, our faith, dear God. And Lord, we know we have the absolute, Father. We have a message, Lord. You sent a prophet in this hour, like in the time of Noah, dear God, uh, Lord, to come into the ark. And Lord, we find out that how those animals got into the spirit, dear God, and they walked 
two by two, dear Lord, Father, into the ark, Father, that we find that the predestinated seed, Lord, come under the anointing, Father God, and walk into the ark, walk into the word, Father, walk into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, yes, dear Lord. God, walk into a new birth, dear God, but Lord, as your prophet had always prayed, Father, and he said, Lord, Lord, I remember those words, Father, he had always said, Lord, I'm I'm a human being. We prone to mistakes and failures, dear God. Every day, every avenue that we hit, Father, sometimes we just get caught up, Father, in this world, Lord, between a, a rock and a hard face, Father. Yes, Challenges just get so beating down on us, dear Lord Jesus. And sometimes even we, we get so confused, uh, whether we even believers or not, dear God, yes, Father. But Lord, standing yes, in your presence, standing in under your anointed word of the hour, dear God. Yes, Father, uh, brings us to, Lord, Father, a place in our lives, Father, as it just dissolves all doubt, Father. Yes, dissolves all fear away, dear God. And we can say, Father, even this morning, dear Lord Jesus, that, oh God, help us this morning as your children, dear Lord, that we don't just want to have the right mental attitude, Father, but, Lord, we want to keep the right mental attitude, Father, even when we go out of this service, dear Lord Jesus. We want to hold on to the arms of the altar, dear God, no matter how much the pressure and the burden and the stress of this world presses upon us from all different ways, Father God. We just want to be reminded constantly Father, that we are the sons of the King, Father God. Lord, we eat differently. We walk differently. We talk differently, Lord. We're not partakers of the system of this world. Lord, not that we want to make ourselves oddball, Father, but the more we eat this book, Father, the more we become this book, Father, the more we act like Christ, Father, the more we become so anointed, dear Lord Jesus, that we start walking, Father, to the sound of onward Christian soldiers, Father. We start walking under the anointing of even Enoch, Father, one step out of the time, Father. We, we talk the rapture, Father. We eat the rapture, Father. We sleep the rapture, dear Lord. And through that expectation, dear Lord God, we shall be translated, dear Lord Jesus. Move away unbelief, Lord, amongst your people, Father God. I pray that you would just take them, dear Lord, another week, dear Lord. Take them another few days, dear Lord Jesus. Supply the needs of your children, dear Lord. Help us dear God in this hour to fall in love with you dear Lord once more dear Lord is our desire Father oh God Lord we just pray your servant that has come this morning Father that fell into the perfect channel of faith dear God Lord. Lord our expectations Father dear Lord Thou hast spoken, Father God, and we know it's you speaking, Father, through the vessel, dear Lord. May you continue to feed him, inspire him, dear Lord. Lead him to that perfect channels, dear God, that we as your children may benefit, may edify, Lord. May grow in a stature of a perfect man, dear Lord. Oh God, I just pray, may you bless him. Bless his family, dear Lord Jesus, and his efforts, dear God. We just commit the church unto you, each and every believer, once more, Lord. Thou knowest the needs, Father, of your children, dear Lord. Maybe one may be sick this morning, Father. and Lord, there may be a special need, an unspoken request, Father. Lord, it may be a family troubles, dear God. Domestic problems, dear Lord Jesus. 
We know that the enemy comes in, dear Lord, with the packages, Father God. But Lord, we don't want to sign for those packages, Father God. We're taking the word instead, Father God. We stand in firm, dear Lord, and we rejecting everything, dear God. Like how you stood with the temptations two thousand years ago, Father, and we said it is written, it yes. is even spoken this morning, Father yes, God. And we just want to say, Lord, help us. Be with us, Father. Be with each and every believer this morning. Yes. May you undertake now as we just commit, Lord, the furtherance of this service, the furtherance of our weeks, of our days unto you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Philip is ready for baptism. Mm -hmm. He will be baptizing Brother uh, uh, If there is any other person that wants to be baptized, you can see Brother Philip there, so that you can be able to discover your, your purpose in life. Amen. So just uh, see the elders there at the back, and they will be able to make arrangements and baptize you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So by Saying that, may God bless you throughout the week. Have a blessed week, blessed Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, until we meet on Wednesday. Some of you, we meet on Sunday. May God bless you. Let us sing a song, my brother, till we meet again.